The following program is paid for by the Springdale Golf Club. The views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and her guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the station, management, or its ownership. It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Black Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, I believe our guest is just one of the coolest guys in golf, and to create his vibe today, we had to call on a special band for the song of the week. St. Stephen with a rose, in and out of the garden he goes. In the wind and the rain, wherever he goes, the people all complain. Stephen Osborne. There it is, my man on the board, Wade Weezer, hooking me up with the song of the week, little Grateful Dead, little Saint Stephen. And uh, that's in honor of our guest today, who is the one and only Mr. Gil Hans. And Gil is a golf course architect and just one of the hottest names in all of golf these days. Gil, I know you're on the line there. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? I'm doing great, Keith. Thanks so much, and, and thanks for the playing music. That's awesome. Oh, well, you, you know what? I um, uh, We share that in common. Uh, there is no doubt that I love the Grateful Dead. And uh, as we were doing a little research, the uh, Fox Sports team was doing a little research here on you. That came up, and uh, nothing brought a bigger smile to my face, you know. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, when we're in, out on the site and working the bulldozer, you know, there's nothing I like to listen to more than that. It gets me in the perfect place. Well, I tell you what, you know what, and I think it's a unique tie-in here. And you know, bear with me here for a second. But you know, when you go and you listen to the Grateful Dead live, right? Uh, every song, you know, people have heard the songs over and over again, but no live performance, no two live performances are identical, right? So there's no repetition there. And it kind of reminds me of like when you're coming together with your team and Jim Wagner and everyone, and it's like it's a it's a collaboration of a team of artists, just like the Grateful Dead when they're on stage and they put together this musical performance. Well, each each architecture job for you is kind of a similar thing. So I thought it was pretty unique how you're a big fan of the Grateful Dead and, and how they create. And then, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels with the way you create, you know. And um, tell me a little bit about how much you love the process and collaborating with your teams. Yeah, I think that there's that whole improvisational bent to it. I mean, we're <clears throat> basically all the guys that work with, with Jim and I are, you know, we're skilled. Uh, I don't know if artist is the right term, but I, I'll take that. Um, you know, I don't like to blow our own horn too much, but I think that, you know, we love playing off of each other. And I think that that's exactly what you're talking about is there's different layers in their music and different progressions, and they kind of go off in different directions every night. And what we like to do is, is with our projects, with our golf courses, especially the new stuff, the older, you know, more restoration, we, we strict, stay a lot closer to the script. But with our own stuff, um, I think it's great that we have all these opportunities for, for everybody to contribute. And then ultimately, Jim and I are the editors, you know, final arbiters of what's going to make it out onto the golf course. But, it, but it's a fun process. It's, it's the creativity. I think that's what inspires all of us. 
and you know, being out in the dirt playing with real Tonka toys is also a lot of fun for us guys. Well, I, I don't doubt that for a second. And you know, so you touched upon it there. Some of the newer projects, right? So as a PGA member, I'm I'm really psyched that we have hired you to work out at Frisco and design the East Course. Can you tell us a little bit about where that project stands? And you know, I, I have a lot of PGA members that listens to the show, and I'm sure they're excited to hear about you know where the project's going and and some of the vision you have for it. Sure. It's, I mean, we've started construction. Uh, a lot of the heavy earth work is going on, and there are, you know, a lot of the times we like to, we prefer to work on sites where the golf holes are found. Uh, and at Frisco, probably half of the holes on the, on the East Course have been found, and the other half are going to have to be created. And, and we're excited about the direction that that creativity is going into. I mean, at the end of the day, what Jim and I are looking for is to hopefully everybody feels like we've, this golf course all 18 holes were found, and they all feel natural, and they all feel like they fit into the context of this landscape. And, and the landscape's lovely. I mean, there's a lot of nice roll to it, not what you would normally expect for North Texas. Uh, we've got Panther Creek, which runs through the middle, which will be incorporated into a lot of the golf holes on the back nine, especially the finishing stretch, which uh, with the finishing par five, with the creek running right in front of the green, I think will provide a lot of drama and a lot of opportunities for hopefully for memorable finishes in the championships that are held there. But it's you know it, it's a great honor. It's it's an amazing opportunity for all of us to to get together and, and as we were just discussing, you know, work as a team to try and create a golf course that is ultimately going to host, unless we mess it up, multiple uh, major championships and, and certainly a lot of opportunities for for exposure. So we understand the responsibility. We're we're excited to take that on, and we're you know having worked recently at Southern Hills up in Tulsa. Uh, we've got a lot of really good vibes from from Perry Maxwell's work, and I think you'll see a lot of Perry Maxwell because he was from that area, uh, built some of the best, if not the best, golf courses in that part of the country. And so I think we're going to really tap into some of the stuff we learned while we were up at Southern Hills. Well, I tell you, you know, that has me. Ex- I mean, I was excited just thinking about going out and playing that golf course for all of our national events. And, um, the, you know, the vocabulary you use, I just love it because you talk about how the holes are found, right? And, you know, that kind of leads me into, you know, I'm very curious about, you know, like what, when you look at a golf landscape, what you see, you know, where does your design philosophy kind of come from? And, and I found this great quote from you, and it says, We create courses that are simple and elegant in appearance, yet sophisticated and strategy and design. So, I mean, just that verbiage right there really says a lot about when I go play a Gilhans golf course. So where did that design philosophy come from over the years? So I, I was fortunate when I was at, at Cornell to, um, where I studied landscape architecture, to won a scholarship um, a couple of years after Tom Doak used the same scholarship to go to Great Britain and Ireland, and I did the same thing and just it was the first time I ever looked at golf courses to fully study them for how they work and how they function and why they're successful, not only in my eyes, but over, you know, over hundreds of years, why have these golf courses, you know, I hate the phrase, but stand the, you know, stand the test of time. And I think it was through that exploration and the ability to sort of uncover what I thought made them work. Well, the, the common theme that they all had running through them was that, either the architect or, in the case of the old course of St. Andrews, Mother Nature, just basically they, they utilized every natural advantage or possibility that the landscape had. 
and they were able to incorporate those natural features into a cohesive design and, and have them make sense and contribute to the way the golf holes were played. And I think that just that seeing that over and over again in, in unique and different ways, how that was implemented really led my, myself to believe, and then ultimately partnering with Jim Wagner to believe that we need to try to first and foremost extract everything we can out of what Mother Nature gave us because we'll never build features as good as Mother Nature has. And then once we've exhausted all those possibilities, that's when we look to sort of get the hand of man or our hand into the design. So that's that's been the theme. And it's not anything new. It's what Donald Ross believed. It's what Alistair McKenzie believed. It's, you know, in modern, it's what Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw believed, Tom Doak, et cetera, et cetera. But that's really the fundamental behind what we what we think first and foremost when we walk out onto a golf course site. Well, I tell you, it really comes up with an original um, design. And so much of your fingerprint is seen in the different things that you do. And, and to me, I, I just think you do a tremendous job. And I, and I think that part of it has to do with the fact that and it has a lot to do with to this show is that we're always talking about the pop culture of golf and you know my nickname on the show is the director of fun and it really looks like you and Jim are having fun in these designs because when people go play the golf courses they're having fun and you know one of the things that I I have to figure that it developed from what would be the influence on your career by Bill Kittleman. And I, I, I wish that you would tell the story a little bit about how Bill's been such a mentor in your life and, um, you know, where the, where the concept of caveman golf came from. Sure. Um, you're right. I mean, Bill is, uh, he's, he's an amazing human being. He, you know, obviously the longtime golf professional at Marion host professional for two us opens. I mean, just, just a fantastic, guy and 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 everything that he taught us and he observed um has had such an amazing impact on jim and i but he also has an amazing sense of humor and and part of that was you know the whole story about caveman golf and we were at a golf club in philadelphia which shall go unnamed and we were working you know sort of been mid-90s so jim and i were both young guys and and the golf course superintendent there really disliked us he was uh, trying to get to retirement, and here are these young guys wanting to put fescue around bunkers and get back to sort of this wild and woolly look and more natural stuff. And so every day at 3.30, he would take the guys and they'd go home and they'd leave us out there by ourselves. And so we were in a bunker, and Bill wanted to, you know, change a bunker line. He said, give me a shovel. And I said, you know, pro, there's no shovels. You know, the guy took them all home. How about a rake? No, no rake. And Bill was pretty salty. I can't use the language he used, but, you know, he would drag on a cigar, and he's like, ah, look at this. He grabbed a stick, and he started chopping into the edge of the bunker to change the line where the sand meets the grass. And, and eventually he turns around, he looks at Jimmy, and he goes, look at us, a bunch of expletive cavemen out here building bunkers with sticks, and that's where it came from. And it was just this mentality of whatever it takes, um, we're going to go back to some of the implements that were used in the earliest days of golf course architecture and construction. And, and that's been the mantra for all the guys that work and, and shape with us. And I think that that sort of whimsical name also sets the stage for what we believe in, in golf design is, you know, we tell all of our guys, listen, we are building the playing grounds for a game, now, obviously, we understand there's a lot of money invested and there's a lot of seriousness and there's, there's, you know, we have to take, we have to produce. But if you lose sight of the fact that golf is a game and that what we're trying to do is create a place where people are going to have pleasure and have fun and enjoy playing a game, 
then we take ourselves way too seriously. So I think every single one of our guys understands that that's the principle with, with which they approach the work. And Jim and I just try and keep it light and keep it, keep it fun. And, and, you know, neither Jim or I are very good golfers. We're probably your quintessential average golfer. But we love playing shots that take creativity and maybe aiming away from the target and bumping a ball in or having the opportunity to, to create these magnificent recoveries. And I think that's also something that we talk to our guys about is, you know, it doesn't always have to be straight line A to B. Sometimes you go from A to C to get to B. And, and that, in our minds, is kind of fun. Well, you know, there's no doubt that you're creating some fun landscapes. And, and, of course, going from that story in Caveman Golf, you now fast forward to today and you're working in Frisco and you know being hired from the PGA of America. You have done the Olympics golf course. And, you know, you've worked with some of the most unbelievable um, landscapes in the world with some unbelievable people. And, uh, you know, I think about this story that I read online about you that, you know, you ha- you bumped into Jimmy Dunn, you know, the infamous Jimmy Dunn, and he and he talked about how he caddied for your grandfather. You know, and w- one of the things that I, I, I'm really kind of interested in, because you seem like such a thoughtful person, is that you put, you make a huge investment in your time, your resources, and your, your emotion in each one of these designs, right? How difficult is it to walk away from a project once it's complete? You know, it's it's not that difficult from the standpoint of we when we generally are ready to leave, we feel like we've invested all the time, energy, emotion that we can into the project. We don't, you know, we try never to and haven't ever shortchanged any project. And you know, part of the interesting thing about what we do is that you get to hit the reset button, is now the next project is going to have different challenges and and emotions and thoughts and opportunities to go forward and we you know we're fortunate we're we're very busy and we have the opportunity to work as you said in some of these great golf landscapes but there's always that next job is like okay on the next job we're going to do this and it's going to be fun in this way or that way and it's going to have you know we just worked in a sandy site now we're going to work in a site that's got heavier soils how are we going to tackle that and there's just this constant reset button that refreshes recharges the batteries that allows you to move on and i think that helps uh with the transition you know of sort of okay that one's done time to move on and 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 get going with the next one so it's you know what's probably what what takes more time or, or really what drains you a little bit more is when you go back to projects and things either aren't being maintained the way you envisioned or taken care of or things don't quite turn out because you've invested so much time and energy, that level of frustration uh, can sometimes be a little bit much. But finishing up, as long as we finish up and we feel like we finished up strong and moving on, now that's it's really never been an issue. Well, I tell you, it. it uh, and folks, you know what? We're really lucky today. We have Gil Hans on the phone, golf course architect. And um, you know, to uh, steal a couple words from you there, Gil, we're going to hit the reset button real quick here on Thanksgiving week, and we're going to have some fun for our listeners uh, because we have this tradition here called rapid fire Q and A. And everyone that you know participates in the show just loves to get to know my guests a little bit more on a personal level. So, are you up for this? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. All right, here we go. Favorite Dave Matthews band song? 41. Love it. I mean, they can go off in so many different directions with that song. I just, I love the jam. All right. Use one word to describe your bulldozer driving ability. Um, uh, one word. Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty darn good at it. I, I hate to say it, but... Uh, Expert? Uh, exceptional. 
Ooh, uh, <laughs> well done on the thesaurus there. All right. Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Oscar. Last place you played golf? Pinehurst, number four. Biggest pet peeve on a job site? Um, people who aren't organized. And, um, yeah, I, I, we're, we like to change things up from, from day to day, and we understand that. But if, if people who we're working with aren't prepared and ready to, to contribute to getting things done, that's, that's the biggest pet peeve. If you could add one person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Um, I'm a big Teddy Roosevelt fan, so he's already there. Um, oh boy. Ooh, all right. Uh, yeah. Um, Doesn't have to be a president. Oh, okay. I thought we were, we were no. sticking in line with that. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Um, Alistair who? Somebody. Yeah, I would say of architecture, yeah, Alistair McKenzie. All right, strangest place you have ever held a design meeting? Uh, in Rio de Janeiro in the cafeteria for a hospital. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food item? Stuffing. If you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? History. When you hear the word artist, who is the first person that comes to mind? Monet. Great choice. Well, I tell you what, when I hear the word artist and it comes to golf, the first person I think of is you, Gil Hans. I can't thank you enough for being on Springdale Golf Live today. You've been a tremendous interview. Um, all the best to you and your family on this Thanksgiving week and throughout the holidays. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and yours, Keith, as well. I appreciate it. All right. Take care now. Cheers. Bye. Well, there you go there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Yeah, man, I love this song. Folks, it's 3, 19 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Be back in a moment. Jerry and the boys, take us out. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey? The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all of the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart.
Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Toast to the ones here today. Toast to the ones that we lost on the way. Cause the drinks bring back all Superbly the done there. Superbly the done there, Mr. Wade Weezer on the board. And, uh... It's Thanksgiving week, and I'm so happy to be in this studio and not out there on Route 1 at, uh, for the Black Friday <laughs> mess that is out there. And, um, you know, man, I tell you, I have been a fan of Gil Hans forever. And what an exceptional interview that gentleman is, huh? I mean, Class. Class. Pure class. Pure class. You know, and... and I talked to a bunch of people over the weekend that have worked with him, whether they were design partners or they work for him, and they they say just the most wonderful things about him, and it just comes through in that in that interview. And, and how many times did he say it's a game? We it's a game. We have to remember it's a game. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you could tell he's he's a fan of you know fun music. He's he's putting together these projects, um, you know, that it, it can't be touched upon enough that, you know, my fraternity, the PGA of America, hired Gil because of that persona and what we're trying to do out there in Frisco, Texas, and it's making it such, a, a, you know, a wonderful modern-day project and home of golf. And to have him be one of the designers, you just know that that golf course is going to be championship-ready and fun at the same time. And that that's just so important to the growth of the game. And, and I think back, you know, the first time I met Gil was back in the late 90s, and I was working at a place called Braeburn Country Club uh, way up there in West Newton, Massachusetts, up near Boston. And um, Gil was working on a project called Boston Golf Club, and he I, I got I was fortunate enough. I was a young assistant professional. I got to go to a couple planning meetings for that, and I got to know him. And uh, you know, to this day, he only gets better, and and he only you know he just he's just leading the way. And and uh, that was just a great moment for me to be able to interview him, and I uh, can't thank him enough for his time. And you know what, I you know I gave you a little teaser last week there, Wade Weezer. Oh, I know where this is going. And we're going to have a little holiday contest here. So a quick read for you all, folks. It's the annual question. What's the best gift for the golfer in my life? Well, we've got you covered. I'm giving away the perfect holiday gift for beginners to tour pros. It's called Golf in a Box from OptiShot Golf. It's an in-home simulator with leading-edge technology. Golf in a Box is easy to set up and fun to play and practice on. In addition, the winner will also receive a year subscription to OptiShot's online tournament season pass so you can play against all your friends. But that's not all. We've also thrown in a subscription to OptiShot Golf Academy, virtual golf lessons from certified teaching pros from the ease of your phone. You know, to enter the contest, visit www.optishotgolf.com. Look for the sweeps contest and uh, the winner is going to be selected live on the show uh, the Friday, December 20th. And, you know, I think this is a really cool thing because if you follow along like Peloton or the mirror, have you heard of some of these? Sure, things right sure. so um optishot with their subscription you know I, you know i sit there all the time and my son is playing online video games with like half the world right you know, with this Fortnite and everything and i, and I get kind of jealous i'm like man i 
I'd love to play a little golf, but I don't have the time to do it during the day. Now, with OptiShot, I can go home at night, I could play golf, and I could play against other people, like in a league or just a match, and I could have some fun. It's not just banging balls into, you know, in my garage or my basement or the, the extra wing of my house into a net. And I, and I think that's really cool. So, you know, I'm uh, really happy to announce for OptiShot that they're going to give away this. I mean, this thing's like $1,000, you know, and wow. I mean, it's it's legit. You know, you look them up online at www.optishotgolf.com and check it out. And uh, I can't wait to hand that thing out. And uh, on December 20th, we're going to have some fun. And speaking of having some fun, you know who's having some fun? And I talked about this last week, and I gave him a big shout-out. And that was to our man, Tyler Duncan, who was leading the uh, RSM championship down there at Sea Island, Georgia. And the reason I brought him up was that because back in the day at Isleworth, I worked with a guy named Andy Johnson. And Andy is now a uh, you know world-class instructor after he um, was a touring professional, you know, former nationwide tour winner, etc. And his one of his students is Tyler Duncan. And Tyler Duncan on Sunday afternoon won his first PGA Tour event. So a big congratulations to to my man, Andy Johnson, and his player, Tyler Duncan. He won in a playoff, two-hole playoff, birdied the second hole over Webb Simpson, who's getting ready for the President's Cup. I mean, a legit, really, you know, touring professional like Webb, who has had multiple wins, and Tyler Duncan took him down. The swing looked sweet, Andy. So, hey, man, congratulations. I know how hard you work and how hard Tyler's been working, so um, I couldn't be happier for you guys. And you know what? I, I get excited about this whole fall run thing because, I mean, in 12 events, we had like five first-time winners. Tiger wins number 82. I mean, I know you know we've kind of put it to get to bed for the holidays, but Kapalua is right around the corner, and uh, January's coming. I'm excited about this PGA Tour season. And you know what? I'm you know what else I'm excited about, Wade? I don't. It's Thanksgiving, right? It is. And I I, I ate I ate so much yesterday, and I'm you know I'm just. It was really good. You know, this is why I wear ribbon belts from F.H. Wadsworth, because you could just slide them out after you go for, like, stuffing run number 13. It was just great. It was at my sister's, and I can't thank her and Peter enough for hosting us, and he's he's an exceptional cook. And, uh, you know, it was just great to be with my family and everything. And it got me thinking to put th- put some things in perspective. And uh, everyone loves a good bullet point list, so I'm going to do my uh, top five things I'm thankful for Ooh. on Springdale Golf Live in 2019. And number five, you know who chimes in at number five? Me. You, exactly, yes, you got it, right? The man who puts all the sound together each and every week. I mean, I just think about in my headphones, you know, you playing a little Maroon 5 there to open the second set there with memories, and uh, I mean, it's just perfect every time with tremendous aplomb, my friend. Why, thank you for the aplomb comment. Number number four, songs, you know, it's all the fun I get to have with all the different songs that we do, like, you know, the mock-ups we've done of Old Country Road when Brooks won the PGA, or uh, um, the Post Malone we did with Rory, little Jay-Z back in the day. it's been a while. I, well, you know what? I'm saving up for the President's Cup, folks. Okay, all right. Yeah, you know, I got a good one. You know, I'm, uh, I, I, no foreshadowing. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm working on one. All right, another um, tease. Uh, yeah, I tell you, I'm working on one, and um, this one um, could, could just be my best ever. Wow, it could be my best ever. And it's the President's Cup. It's a big deal in December. Um, you know, just uh, I'm looking forward to it. Number three, the stories. You know, the stories that people tell. Like Gil was talking about the caveman golf and being with his mentor Bill Kittleman, who was the longtime pro at Marion, who obviously was a huge mentor to Gil. And the you know, just be having these funny stories. I, I remember talking to the CEO of True and Tim Shantz and his his lunch that he had with the former CEO and how he got recruited. Or um, 
the Bob Ford's 1983 U.S. Open story. He was working and playing in the event. So, uh, number three, I just love all the stories, and I'm thankful for those. Number two, in the stories, we have, you know, we have these interviews. And, boy, we've talked to some really, really cool people throughout the course of this year. Um, Folks like Alex Kaplan from Discovery Golf. And then, like, the next week, we talked to Eric Anders Lang, who's a filmmaker and just on the cutting edge of that kind of new generation of golf thought and, you know, social media and social influence and everything. So I remember Tom Coyne, the writer, um, the, you know, Gill's interview just right there, just tremendous. Um, I, I love the interviews that we get to do. I, I love being the narrator and letting these stars take the stage and just, you know, giving them a launching pad here at Springdale Golf Live for my members, for my listeners, for, for everyone. And uh, which leads me to numero uno. And uh, we just couldn't do it without all of our supporters, the fans, my family and friends. So I'm just truly very, very thankful here on this Black Friday here, 2019 Thanksgiving weekend. And, you know, whether it's the staff at Springdale, you know, someone like Brittany Ennis, who does all the Instagram posts and everything that really helps me out. She gives me inspiration in so many different ways. So thanks to Britt and the whole staff there. My staff that watches the shop on Friday afternoons while I'm over here doing this. The members of Springdale who come up to me and give me inspiration all the time, whether it's the grill room or out on the first tee or the lesson tee. They're like, oh, I love that interview the other day, or I loved your opinion on this. Folks, we're, we're not stopping. Uh, we're, we're getting pretty close here to having 2020 vision, so just wait for what we have concocted for, for next year. Um, all the followers on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, appreciate it. Listeners near and far, you know, the, the show is global. You know, I see the downloads all the time on, uh, on my uh, podcast website, Wade, and, uh, you know, we have a huge contingent in Ireland for some reason really? that's listening to the show. <laughs> yes, on a weekly basis, which is very cool, which is which is great. And uh, lastly, uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've got to thank our sponsors and, you know, the folks at Troon, the Board of Governors, but but certainly who, the people who have been with us since the beginning, like Chris Hunt and the folks over at the New Jersey Golf Foundation, fantastic. Summit Golf Brands, the folks there and their lines of B-Dratty, Fairway, Zero, EP New York, uh, F.H. Wadsworth, you know, Jimmy, thanks for the sliding belt yesterday. I really needed it. And, uh, you know, it's just been a great time, folks. Um, we got a great run coming into the holiday season here and the end of the year. We're going to have some more fun, but happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I really appreciate it. Wade Weezer, take care, man, for the weekend. Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf of Management, everyone, thank you, my listeners. You know what, folks? I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Plymouth Rock, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.